welcome to the Sonoma County Real Estate Podcast. I'm Nancy Chiappi, and I am hosting this podcast not because I'm an expert, but because I have a lot to learn about buying and selling real estate here in the exquisite Sonoma County wine country. And nothing would make me happier than for you to gain some insight as well. So tune in as we explore the minds and hearts of local real estate professionals and the unique perspectives they bring to an ever-changing market. Welcome to the broadcast, everyone. You know, I love making these intros directly after speaking with my podcast guests because I feel so darned fired up and inspired by our conversations. So I just finished interviewing Dylan Forsyth, an extraordinary young realtor who has made a life thus far of taking courageous action in order to achieve his professional goals. As you'll hear when you listen in, he has shown in the past and continues to demonstrate today the grit required in order to build himself from the ground up despite any odds that might present themselves. He's disarmingly transparent, remarkably engaging, and I have so enjoyed learning from him today. With that, let's do this. Dylan, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Me too. Thank you for inviting me. You are so welcome. Um, so let's go ahead and begin. And, and I'd like you to introduce yourself and share a little bit about your life here in Sonoma County. And then give us an overview of your real estate journey thus far. Cool. Yeah, so um, it's been interesting. I think I have a, a unique situation. Um, most people grew up in Sonoma County and, and they lived here and the bar is set so high because it's so beautiful that nobody really wants to leave. You know, you might explore, but then you end up coming back. And I hear that often. Mm -hmm. um, but I graduated from uh, college in Florida. And uh, two days after, I just drove across the country with no idea where I was going. I just said, hey, I'm going to drive from this ocean to that ocean. I'm just going to go. And I don't know anybody in California. And um, I ended up going to Goat Rock and being like, wow, this place is absolutely beautiful. Um, I think I'm going to stay in Santa Rosa. This looks, this looks cool. I remember Googling on my bed at night, like, what cities in California and typing in like Santa Rosa and like looking at Google images. I was just like that, that is the frame of reference I had moving here. So um, Santa Rosa. So your focus was on Santa Rosa specifically. It's interesting because Sonoma County, that's, it's so expansive in so many ways. I, I wish I remember how I even came to Santa Rosa. Cause I remember I was looking at jobs in San Diego and then I was like, I don't want to live in a city. Let me see like what's above like, big city san francisco which i've never been to i've never been to california and i was like okay like santa rosa that looks like there's some stuff going on there um let me check out santa rosa um and i ended up meeting a dude um ended up calling my calling my dad who knew this lady through aa meetings who used to cut his hair who dated a guy in santa rosa <laughs> and I'm saying like, I had no connection. I, I just called him and was like, Hey, what's up? Um, this is Jimmy's son. Uh, I was looking if I could like, you know, stay on somebody's couch for a month while I find a job and, and help out. Like I got a great degree in engineering. I'm sure it won't take that long. And he was like, yeah, sure. So you can come over and stay. 
It was really nice. Uh, and I ended up getting to his house and he has 40 acres and he has two homes. No he's like, way. He's like, you oh, can just stay goodness. in the second home. There's nobody living in there. So I was like, are you That's kidding incredible. me? He's like, I know. And I was like, just, just, uh, he's like, just help me out around the farm, you know, like rebuilding the roads when it rains. And there was always stuff to do on 40 acres. Um, so that's what we did. And I ended up kind of just spending some time there. And from there, I ended up, I'd go down to the library, apply for jobs, go back up where there was no cell service. And um, eventually I ended up getting a job at pg e doing engineering. Uh, and that was kind of before the real estate thing. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I was curious about that. So you got your degree in engineering. Uh -huh. so what? So tell me about what drew you to that because it's it feels important to know that. I think uh, I always I was always interested. I was terrible at math in high school. I failed my first math class in high school, and I was so bad. And I, you know, I, I barely graduated high school. It's like a two point and I remember going to college and being like, "Well, I, I was like, I need to go to college." And then. I, when I moved to college, I was like, look, I want to do something that's really challenging, just completely proved myself that I can do anything if I put my mind to it. So I was like, let me pick like the hardest thing. I was like, I'm gonna do engineering. <laughs> I was just like, I'm gonna go for it. And that's how it happened. That's how it happened. Well, I think like we've already learned a whole lot about like how you roll in your life. <laughs> sort yeah, of like, like, I'm going to do this really big thing and I'm just gonna, you know, apply myself it. and it's going to yeah. work. Yeah. I remember being type in like, how do I study? Like, how do I do flashcards? How, like, how do you remember things? Cause I just did nothing in high school, you know, I just kind of messed around and then I got super serious and I graduated with like a 3.7 GPA and, you know, did a great job. And like, I was, I would get A's and B's pretty much everything. I just want to feel, I feel like I just want to say congratulations. Thanks. Like, that's a huge, huge accomplishment and a yeah. huge undertaking. And again, just speaks to your character so clearly. And, um, and so then how, how did real estate come in? Yeah. So, um, I was always kind of like an investor per in mentality. I started, you know, I came from a really poor family. So I just went the opposite route and I was like, I'm not going to do that. You know? Um, so I started investing right away. As soon as I got into PG&E, I was like max out every account that has to do with savings, Roth IRA, my traditional like IRA, my 401k match, like just start maxing everything. And then I got to a point where I was like, well, I got extra money I can be saving. So I'm going to buy a house, you know? So I started saving by like 27. I bought my house in Santa Rosa. Um, Amazing. And then I started to look into passive income and rentals. And I was like, man, I really like real estate. It's the power of like the, the power of the investment is so strong. It doesn't really compare to anything else. So I was like, and every rich person I know has a bunch of houses. So this is probably what I should do. So I started yeah. buying rentals out of state and oh. I have uh, rental units in um, out of state rentals Beautiful. because when you have California money and you buy the state, it's very, it's a lot easier. Um, Absolutely. And also, I think I was going to say that I was just going to agree with you that in my, you know, limited experience, because we've only ever invested in our homes that we live in, but real estate it, it, here where we live, 
San Francisco Bay Area, Sonoma County. It's like real estate has never failed us. In fact, it has just provided incredibly. I know it's so yeah. I hear that. I hear that. Um, and so yeah, so can you give us a little more detail about like so what what does your um day-to-day life look like right now? So right now, basically uh I wake up, you know, I'm I'm usually working, checking emails between five and eight, and then at eight o'clock I call, I usually call Tony and we talk for a bit and see what's going on. Um, see can what... I can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah, so yeah. is this Tony Gazzarino? Yeah, it's Tony Gazzarino. Right, his partners. He actually sold me my first home in Santa Rosa. Oh. Um, and yeah, I really just I really liked Tony. I met him, and I was like, every time he called my phone, I was like, I just answer it right away. I was like, Hey, what's up? Like, what do you got? Like, what next interesting thing do you have from like? Yeah. What are you going to do? Like, I was always begging him. I was like, let's do a fix and flipper. Let's, let's do a project. Like let's make some money. Let's, let's invest in something because he's a very, he's just one of those people where if he brings you an idea, you just end up saying yes to it. It's like, you can't not say yes to it because you well, just, trust I, I, I feel like I've had a tiny bit of experience of that um, yeah. <laughs> because when I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago, um, I had never met him. And that was different for me because yeah. the other realtors that I've been interviewing, I have known to some degree. And I immediately just took to him as well. Like, wow, so crazy. Guys, he's so great. And I was just so, I felt so grateful to have gotten the opportunity to interview him. And this feels like the perfect compliment um, you know, to now be able to add you into that uh-huh. mix. And so please go ahead and continue. Yeah. So they, I remember just getting a phone call. I was in Tahoe doing some rock climbing and Tony calls me and he's like, Hey, you should get your license. Um, I was like, you know, he's like, you know, you really like real estate. He's like, you seem to be really interested in it. I think we have a lot of business. You should join our team. So that's kind of how I joined his team just to double back a little bit. And then yeah. Um, I forgot what question we were, we were actually yeah, even talking I, about. I was just looking for an overview of your real estate journey, but we can totally go on to the next question, which, which ties right in is that, do you consider yourself to have a specialty within real estate and, or do you focus on particular geographical areas in Sonoma County? And if so, how did this come about? Okay. You know, I think it is important to have a specialty. I know that there are some people that just do single types of deals. Like there's just people who do triplexes and duplexes and that's it. And they don't do anything else. And, um, you know, I, I don't think necessarily I have a specialty. I, I like to work with, I, I really enjoy working with um, new clients. I like guiding them and helping them and explaining to them the process. And I, I, I remember what it felt like to be in their shoes pretty recently ago. So um, I kind of like to ease that process for them. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I necessarily have a specialty though. Yeah. I love what you just said about putting people at ease. And I've heard that come through as a theme. Really? <laughs> um with other realtors as well and just really kind of wanting to recognize what a huge role that plays because 
it is a vulnerable position to reach out to a realtor, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think your ability to ease their minds in any way that you can would be highly important. Um, So thanks for that. And then uh, financial benefits aside, what keeps you inspired to stay engaged in the real estate profession? So what drives you? Mm-hmm. What drives me and motivates me besides the money? Um, I knew you were going to ask this question. <laughs> and I, and I, I did think about it a bit. Um, you know, I think just coming from a place where and just coming from a family that didn't really have any money, I feel like it's so important. Oh, there's an alarm, but I feel like it's so important to teach um, people from my generation that credit and loans are not as bad as we think they are. Because in my generation, we were like 15 or 12, I don't know, some, somewhere around that like young teenage years when our parents were going through the worst recession they've ever seen. So we have a, like a trauma around credit and a trauma around loans and, and the word interest rate. Mm. And people, you know, 30, 35, 40 now don't even have credit because they were told it's bad. They don't take out loans because they said loans are bad. They don't want to hear the word interest rate because they just think of, you know, like the, the big short, the movie, the big short, they just think of that. So I try to show people in my generation that, Hey, if you're aware of what you're doing, it's, it's really a huge wealth generator and you have to overcome the fear and your trauma from our childhood and actually look at what's going on. Yeah. Or we're just going to be stuck in the, let's say that again. Oh, this is how you can effectively tap into the resources available to you. Yeah. Right. Because Mm -hmm. those monetary resources are so important to get them flowing in and then, right. So that you can actually generate wealth from that. And yeah. And most of us aren't, you know, bringing in that kind of money to be able to make, you know, to buy a house outright. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that is so, and that's really illuminating for me to hear that because um, I have, you know, grown kids about your age mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just helpful for me to sort of know and recognize that, yeah, you know, the impact that the recession, or like you said, this sort of idea of, of loans and so forth might've had on them. And I think for listeners, you know, it's just, it's always nice when we can have our eyes opened to how a younger generation is seeing the world. Mm -hmm, So thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. And then what insight guidance and or encouragement would you like to offer to home buyers and sellers mm-hmm. given this current market? Yeah. Um, given this current market, I'd say whether, you know, it's this market or the market we had a year ago when interest rates were two and a half percent, I'd say just find an agent that isn't so busy and the best agent, the top agent, because you're going to get better service from someone who, might just have a couple deals going on rather than 
10, 15. And it's so funny because the busier you get, the more business you attract, but the less time you can actually give to each client. And um, it's, I just find someone that knows what they're doing and, and isn't so busy. They can't answer your call and just someone you can trust, you know, um, that, that's pretty much the advice I'd have for somebody. I like that perspective. Yeah. I I'm just, honestly, I think about myself when anytime I'm reaching out to any particular kind of a professional, I think about those things. Yeah. I think about yeah. how much emphasis can they put on their relationship with me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's yeah. important. It's important because we never want to be just another person or just a yeah. client or something like that. And, and um, I do, I do feel that people like you uh, as you grow. And at some point when you are super busy, you will know how to finesse that. And I mean, finesse in the best possible light, mm-hmm. because you will figure out along the way how to continue to deliver the kind of service and attention that you want to deliver. And for instance, like with Tony, he yes. brings on someone like you. Exactly. Like the team effectively carries on that legacy. And so that's where, you know, yeah. there's lots of ways to do that. But I do, I, I like that point. That's, that's yeah, having the team is huge. I, I recommended my sister, somebody in Atlanta. And the first thing I looked for was a team mm. because I was like, someone on that team is going to have enough time. And then there's also going to be multiple eyes, hopefully like, on our team, if one contract comes through, there's three eyes looking at it, three sets of eyes. Even if it's mine or Tony's or Haley's, we're all like double checking and seeing it and hearing about it. It's just, you know, you're, you're only, you're only, you're only working with one agent, but three agents are looking at it. So total bonus, big time. I, mm-hmm. I hear that. And also just three minds coming yeah, three, together. Three people that can consider. open a door for you, you know, if someone's busy. Totally. But I mean, just even for you working with um, Haley and Tony, the three minds coming together to Mm -hmm. create solutions, you know, all of that is so important too. So yeah, great Mm -hmm. feedback. Well, um, how can folks connect with you if they want to work with you, Dylan? I think the best would probably be Instagram or cell phone, email. But, you know, nowadays it seems like Instagram is a great source because you can see the work I'm doing. You can see, you know, you can see what I'm doing every day because I post something pretty much every day about what we're doing, things that are coming up. I check it every day. Um, It's also just kind of like a little portfolio. Yeah, I love that. And what's your handle? Is that the word? (laughs) Yeah, I believe so. It's uh, (laughs) Let me double check. You know, I should probably know that. But I would definitely start with just, you know, my phone number, which I, if you don't have already, I can give you that. Sure. My number, I'll just say it out loud. 941-875-6566. I stayed true to my uh, Florida area code. And then my handle for Instagram is just Dylan underscore Forsyth. Perfect. That's so great. Dylan, this has just been a super duper pleasure. And I actually want to thank you for being a connector for me um, and getting to me, introducing me to Tony and allowing me to get to know him. Um, You are that person. You're that connector. You are an extraordinary 
young man. And I'm just so happy that we got to have this conversation. As well. Thank you so much. All right. Then we'll talk soon. All right. Have a good day. Okay. You too. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you found our time together to be enlightening and informative. And if you'd like some help in identifying the ideal Sonoma County realtor for you, then reach out. I'm at nancy at sonomacountyrealestatepodcast.com. Again, that's nancy at sonomacountyrealestatepodcast.com. Bye for now.